Every Saturday is Catterday on Echoplex Media, and not only are we posting fucking cats, we invite all content creators to join our open panel. Visit echoplexmedia.com slash panel to learn how to join. Every third Saturday is Operation Catterday, where we cover this week and last year and play the best clips from the cast of conspiracy characters that now space has learned to loathe. The show starts at 8 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com. The internet is a big dumpster. Read into the lyrics, so let the fucking milk quench your thirst. As long as you're 
everybody, welcome to the Plex. We do the show live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific right here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Um, you can support this project at patreon.com slash echoplex. Or if you'd like to have a similar experience to Patreon, um, you can go to eplex.store. You get all the patrons' posts and you get a discount on the items in our shop. Plus, those memberships are 50% off uh, for the week. So until the end of next Sunday's show, essentially, all those memberships over at eplex.store are 50% off. And if you use the code TWITCH15, like if you don't want to sign up for a membership there, but you do want to get some of the swag, you can get 15% off of anything. That also goes through next Sunday's show. And that is to, I guess, celebrate the new format of the show. Um, We used to separate the show out into an upfront hour. (laughs) <laughs> where I would chit chat with my co-host and we'd maybe go over something kind of specific that was going on. And, um, well, the chit chatting with my co-host thing sort of doesn't exist anymore. Cause I've been hosting this show more or less by myself. So the new format is, uh, we just run the docket. We run the docket starting at seven. Uh, most of the time it'll go to about nine, but when we're done with the docket, we will go ahead and go on into red light. So red light could start anytime. Um, we'll usually take a break at about an hour and play a song, maybe play a little different song stuff that you aren't usually used to hearing on the podcast feed. So that being the case, uh, I'm producer Dave, and, uh, this is in fact what the people want. Police officers, they've gone insane. I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the truncheon stops Who donate the cops Or when the raiders come Who will protect the shops Donate the cops They're a sensitive bunch If you don't stop throwing your rocks Snap, crackle, pop It's the sound of a taser Your body drops Donate the cops Donate the cops Donate the cops Donate the cops Like your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops 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 Put your hands above your head Don't show you're not a friend I'm the fairest judge that your skin color's gone again
Stu Peters on the uh, Conspiracy Bingo Show, but I thought this week we'd maybe open up this show with a little bit of well, a little bit longer clip than we usually play. Uh, other than a few major news events happening, actually, it was kind of a slow news week, so uh, I had to fill up some of the space somehow. Thanks so much again to everybody in the Discord that helps me put this show together. I would have a much harder time putting together a docket every Sunday if not for the the hard work and uh, link posting in my Discord. That's Discord.me. Slash Echoplex, if anybody out there in podcast land wants to join and suggest news clips for the Sunday show or any of our other variety of shows. Anyway, here's Stu Peters talking to Ella Malding. I don't know who she is, uh, but they're talking about how the GOP is sold out to the LGBTQ agenda, which seems incorrect. Well, welcome to the Stu Peters show. My name is Stu. Well, 20 years ago, George W. Bush won re-election, if you still believe in that, despite launching one of the most disastrous and unjustified wars in American history. And how did he do that? He did that by using gay marriage as a culture war issue to turn out. Oh, shit, Stu's right. If you vote GOP, he said, we'll pass a constitutional amendment making marriage between a man and a woman. We'll stop this poison from spreading across the country. Well, the amendment didn't happen, which, of course, he knew that it wouldn't because passing an amendment is just incredibly difficult. Any politician who promises to amend the constitution to do something for you is bullshitting you. It's not going to happen. Oh, they had to, they had to bleep out Stu Peters. It's a family show, everybody. Family show. Re-election, again in heavy air quotes, the GOP elite started plotting to abandon the whole gay marriage issue. 2004 was the only presidential election in the past 30 years where the Republican Party actually won the popular vote, but what the GOP elites decided that they needed... Whoa, he even admits that? Pivot, ...being weak moderates. And so by 2015, 11 years after Bush's re-election, we got nationwide gay marriage imposed on the whole country by a Supreme Court, where, by the way, the majority of the justices were GOP appointments. And ever since then, the GOP elite have just given up on the issue. In fact, worse than given up. They have defected to the other side. Wait, what? Last year, Congress passed a demonic joke of a bill called... It's demonic, everybody. Which, of course, does the exact opposite of respecting marriage. No, it actually codified. Uh, it gave it actually one of those f- very rare times where reasonable people on both sides kind of got some of the shit they wanted, Stu. It's just that you were completely unreasonable. Instead, it mandates nationwide acceptance of gay marriage, depravity, homosexuality, just in case President Trump's Supreme Court ever gets around to overturning Obergefell. Trump's Supreme Court. I thought that is that Trump's Supreme Court. I thought the I thought the point of the the Supreme Court. Now, don't get me wrong. This isn't what I really believe is going on in the world. But I thought the point of the Supreme Court was that it was an independent judiciary, separation of powers, and all that shit. That's what I thought was supposed to be going on there. I didn't know it was Trump's Supreme Court. Getting them roll. That bill could have been blocked in the Senate if the GOP was united, but they weren't. Instead, 12 Republicans voted in favor. In the House, 47 Republicans voted in favor. Stu, it sounds like you're on the wrong side of the issue then, baby. And it's not for nothing. Even a a pretty strong majority of registered Republicans are now like, oh, gay marriage is fine. (laughs) 
Even like the Q-pilled people probably think gay marriage is fine. Republicans line up to brag about any gay person who claims to be conservative. Newsflash for anyone running for president or office. There is no such thing as gay conservatism. Oh, Dave Rubin doesn't exist. I mean, so far, except for the obvious bigotry here, Stu Peters is fucking spitting fire. When our fake puppet government in Afghanistan collapsed, you saw news coverage from conservatives complaining that Joe Biden had abandoned the gays in Afghanistan. Oh, oh, hey, no, no, no. Check this out for a very long time. A lot of conservatives, a lot of conservative atheists actually have been using um, queerness as a prop in their crusade against people with the wrong imaginary friend. They're like, oh, yeah, well, if you were in a Muslim country, they'd throw you off a building. And I'm like, well, would they? Would they? Now the same party claims it's going to hold the line on drag queen story hour and mutilation of children. Whoa, dude. Why should we trust them at all? We can tell where this is going. A decade from now, we'll have Republican congressional candidates denouncing Democrats for being the real transphobes because they aren't excited enough to, like, bomb Russia in defense of trans rights. Wait, what? Ella Malding is a pro-life social media influencer, but she was fired. She's been booted out of a pro-life group for being too anti-gay and too America first. Oh, and also, of course, anti-Semitic. Oh, well, I mean, come on. If the whole if the group's goal is to um, reduce abortion by appealing to the masses and she hates gay people and Jews and like, well, then, yeah, that you're, it's going to be harder to appeal to the masses if one of your spokespeople or one of the prominent people in your organization just kind of openly hates Jews. I feel like no matter what you see on Twitter, that's like a fucking very unpopular position. She joins us now to discuss this in greater detail. Ella Malding, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. How long will it be before the Democrats or the transphobes that the uh, fake feckless homosexual GOP is calling out? I mean, we're, I think we're seeing it already. You know, Democrats are the real racist. Democrats are the real homophobes. Um, and she's like, excuse me, I am the real racist. I am the real homophobe. And I, sir, am not a Democrat. See that the GOP has totally abandoned real conservative values to score the minority vote, the LGBTQ vote, the vote of the women, the black people, Jews, you know. We women are the majority but by a very slim amount, but they're a majority. The black people. Holy shit, this lady's terrible. This lady's worse than Stu Peters. Us. It's not with the American people and it's not with real conservative values. So I don't know how they expect us to trust them anymore. Whenever all they do is make empty promises to us and break them every time. Give some of the most blatant examples that you've seen in recent time. Um, well, one thing that came up that I thought was so funny was the GOP release video for International Women's Month. Did you see that? Where it was like um, all about black um, domestic domestic abuse survivors. You know, they put their priorities onto women and sexual abuse survivors and gay people and transgenders just like you said they will do anything if a if a transgender says they're republican or conservative oh my gosh we're not we're not homophobic we're not homophobic it's the democrats that are the real homophobic they trot them out they do it all the time at big events cpac lady mega perfect example there's no room for that crap mar-a-lago bruce jenner shaking hands with trump that's caitlin jenner is giant a monster and a and a, a probably vehicular manslaughter uh, committer as uh, Caitlyn Jenner is. We could go ahead and just call this person Caitlyn Jenner. It's fine. They could be a monster. You still, still just Caitlyn. Caitlyn Jenner. Come on, Caitlyn Jenner, dude. 
I'm the most pro-gay president ever in the history of our country. This is what, the, the, I mean, wait, what? what? When did this become a conservative value ever? So you got booted for saying what exactly? Well, I got- She's like, well, which thing? She's like, I recited the, the protocols of the elders of Zion in a Twitter thread. I used the F-bomb like 17 times in meetings. Um, from a pro-life organization for quote-unquote... Um, Anti-Semitism, which is funny because if we go and look at what the State Department says about anti-Semitism, it's it's a super, super broad thing. Anything can be anti-Semitic. And, you know, Republicans are now using this name calling just like Democrats are and arguably worse than Democrats. So you're racist, you're homophobic, you're misogynistic, you're anti-Semitic. We can't associate with you. And so. Wait, but what did you say that they called anti-Semitic or maybe you can't. Maybe it's TOS here on Twitch and I'm glad she's not so, saying it. I don't I know. We've seen that throughout the last couple of years with a lot of dissident right figures. But it's just crazy to me that a pro-life organization would kick me out for quote-unquote anti-Semitism. Yeah, and I'll just give an example here. Ella is not being hyperbolic here in any way whatsoever. So everybody wants to, Fox News especially, prop up Governor Ron DeSantis, who's running this proxy presidential campaign. He's abandoned his state. There's treacherous things going on in that state. Uh, well, Like book burning? Rot, so he can run this book tour and uh, go to Israel, which has now become a common mm-hmm. occurrence for the Florida governor for some reason. But in that state, under DeSantis's watch, and on Israel soil, by the way, where he signed this into action will be the first state criminalizing anti-Semitism. So yep. if you say something that is perceived as anti-Semitic on the Internet, on Rumble, for example, where their new headquarters is now located in Ron DeSantis's uh, criminalizing anti-Semitic state, by the way, if you say something on there that somebody says is anti-Semitic, not only can you be booted off of Rumble, Rumble could probably face criminal prosecution as well as the person that's saying it. This is ha- this is happening uh, by the champions, the America first conservative Republican. Whatever the fuck this is, is going to get shot down in the Supreme Court. Firebrands that the GOP props up, that the establishment gets behind, that the globalists absolutely love, that are in bed with the Israel lobby and that are being propped up by the Fox News channel. Yep, yep. Just right here in the free state of Florida, conservatives worship Florida. And they bring up all of these bills that Ron DeSantis has signed, you know, going to war with big tech and all of these different things against child genital, child genital mutilation and stuff. But when you really go in and read these bills, they're nothing like the titles say. And we see that Florida is literally passing a law criminalizing anti-Semitism. And what is anti-Semitism? That's the problem. Is can anybody who define defines it? what anti-Semitism is? Right. No, no one can define it. It's it's literally critiquing a group of people. Any type of criticism or critique of that group of people, you're you're unemployable. You you can go to jail in Florida now. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. This and network, which I fund it. actually, and I fund this network by attracting the attention of privately held. Uh, patriot, conservative-owned, family-owned, small bucket of slot businesses and gold scams. All businesses and advertisers that have products that we use and that we think is beneficial to help to make people healthier, to potentially save their lives, to make their lives better, and to protect their kids, right? Um, This network, without asking for even $1 from anybody, uh, put together a film called Died Suddenly, which is the film of our generation. Like uh, like a... uh, a non-insignificant number of the people that they showed in the film who died suddenly ain't even dead. And and, and people will never, I mean, the, the, the critics will never admit that, that, you know, but it's been seen more times than any other film that's been released in, in our generation. Okay. So wait, what? anyways, th- this film, which 
I gave away for free. Could have charged one dollar. Would have been paid thirty million dollars. Uh, would have never had to work again. But we gave it away for free. Yo, that's not true because it wasn't just distri- people didn't just watch it on like the Stu Peters channel or whatever. It's on Odyssey BitChute, brand new tube, whatever the hell that is. Peer tube. There's pirated copies of it everywhere. I bet like less than ten percent of the people who saw it even saw it via Stu Peters network. Has been called anti-Semitic. A film about the dangers of a weapon of biowarfare being deployed on humanity and then disguised as a vaccination is anti-Semitic in some way, shape, or form. I mean, what isn't? There were anti-Semitic tropes in that I'm, film. I'm we sure watched it. it. I'm sure it is. If you're anti-vaccine, you're anti-Semitic. If you're conservative, you're anti-Semitic. But even if you are Christian, you're anti-Semitic, according to the State Department's definition. Of Except that, no, there's a lot of evangelicals, like the end times people, who are fucking like... And I know anti-Semitism doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the nation state of Israel. I talk about that all the time. There's a lot of end times people who are like, like really want to protect the state of Israel and the Jews there because they think that fucking Jesus is only going to come back when all the, when all the Jews are back in Israel. Like you, there's a ton of Christian people who by, I don't even, I think there's maybe some anti-Semitism going on in that worldview, but it's not, it's not blatant and it certainly isn't going to be covered by any state department documents or any like international definition of anti-Semitism. Stating that Jews killed Jesus is anti-Semitic to them. So in Florida, uh, wasn't it the Romans? That was the Romans. I guess you're going to jail for that. Ron DeSantis is going to lock you up. Saying Jesus was a Jew is apparently anti-Semitic, actually. Um, so oh, yeah. just getting back to this. Uh, but according to the story, he was. What do you do? You think? Look, homosexuality, it should be a criminal offense, in my opinion. Do you? Agree? Whoa, dude. Whoa, dude. You fucking. Oh, man. Oh, no. Yo, dude. These these people got a lot of these people got a lot of um, a lot of interesting things to say about gay people that I really, really think, you know, them gay bars where all the bikers and the bears hang out. Just go to them biker and bear bars and start saying this shit. Let me know how it goes, buddy. I agree a hundred percent. And then pedophiles, we should execute them when they're found guilty. You agree with that? Absolutely. And none of this should be tolerated in the GOP. None of this is a, uh, is a conservative value. So but nobody, the, the, nobody in either party is like touting uh, child abuse. Like Rick Grinnell, who, by the way, Trump's cultish following, the guy can do no wrong. It's almost in the spirit of the Antichrist. It's it's really borderline idolatry here. Uh, you know, I could put horrible videos of Rick Grinnell doing terrible things on the internet, and people would still find a way to justify it because of his proximity to Trump. Same thing with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Why? Why is that? And should we tolerate people like Rick Grinnell just because Trump happens to like them? I do not think we should tolerate people like him. We shouldn't tolerate people like Blair White even or Rob Smith or these people that the Turning Point USA and conservative organizations and even the Republican Party likes to put on pedestals, you know, they represent us somehow, but they don't at all. They share none of our values. And the sole value of conservatism is conserving God. And how are you conserving God? Well, no, 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 no. no. Conservatism isn't necessarily about religion. It's about conserving. It's about conserving a past that probably never existed. Right. The big thing they want seems to be the 50s, but the version of the 50s that they think happened, they didn't like the taxes. And like 17 times in the Bible, I think. Why is the GOP continuing to push push homosexuality on yeah, people? And they're doing nothing to stop it. It's disgusting. And right. if the GOP doesn't get straight, we're going to leave the GOP. And Gee, how'd she get something. fired from a like a mainstream uh, anti-abortion group? How'd she get fired? 
she just said homosexuality is disgusting. Like, I am not anti-abortion. But if I found myself on the board of an anti-abortion group and was trying to, like, bring people over to the side of being against abortion, and this lady was out there wiling out, talking shit on the gays and the Jews, I'd be like, yo, you gotta go. You're, ma- you're making it hard for us to tell this other lie. something else because this is not working the gop much like the rest of our bureaucracy here is fake and illegitimate and it's just all a movie it's all a show said it before fake and gay yes i've said it before and i will say it again god blew up two whole cities over this crap over this degeneracy over sodomy so people wait a minute wasn't that didn't 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 they didn't he blow up the city because the the dad gave away his daughters to be r-worded isn't that one of the bad things that happened in that in Sodom and Gomorrah? Rob Smith, Scott Pressler, and Lady Maga, and Bruce Jenner need to stop taking it up the ass and repent. And Whoa, go dude, dude, Stu, dude, Stu. Heterosexual people also enjoy a little bit of a little bit of play down there. Don't don't get it twisted up, dude. If from the homosexual lifestyle, and they too can be saved. Well, welcome them so to our family. Ella Molding, exactly. thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. God bless you. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. For the first time. Nope, no sales pitch. So that was the Stu Peters show, if any uh, listeners of the regular Sunday news show are unaware. You should check out uh, Conspiracy Bingo on Fridays here on Twitch. We do cover a little bit more of uh, Stu Peters there. Sometimes it's the fucking Stu Peters show. Show. But on to the big stories. There's probably probably two real big stories happen this week in our world. And the first one, first one is now Stephen Crowder is probably the most divorced person in the world. Here's a, the video Stephen himself uh, made. Here's five and a half minutes of it, of a video him, he himself made about his divorce. And it's, uh, you know, it's kind of what you'd expect from somebody whose audience is a bunch of racist 15-year-old boys, honestly. Uh, I have been living with a proverbial boot on my neck for going on years now. Uh, Since 2021, I've been living through what has increasingly been a horrendous divorce. Now, let me say on the outset... Well, the horrendous part is probably you. In fact, everybody saw that video, and that's that's one video that his ex-wife's family put out where, I mean, she was big pregnant. Like she was, she was, should have probably been sitting around and relaxing and having Steven meet, wait on her hand and foot pregnant. She was big. She was like eight months, eight and a half months in girl. If you're my roommate and you're that pregnant, I'm going to, I'm going to be like, sit down. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me help you out here. You need something to drink. You all right. You need anything. Can I get you anything? Let me help you out. What, what you need? And he was like yelling at her to do chores and shit. Fuck this guy. There is no infidelity, any kind of physical abuse at all on either side. I don't know. I don't know. After that video I saw, I'm not sure that he did never, you know, to the moon, Alice. And no, this was not uh, my choice. My then wife decided that she didn't want to be married anymore. No, it's not that she didn't decide she didn't want to be married anymore. If it was someone else, maybe. She might have still wanted to be married, Stephen. It was that she didn't want to be married to you anymore. And, and my reading of the story is she made this decision while she was carrying twins that you were the father of. And in the state of Texas, that is completely permitted. Uh, every state, actually, is <laughs> completely permitted for somebody to be like, I'm filing for divorce. 
At least for now it is. We'll see how things go. It's been the most heartbreaking experience of my life. What I consider to be my deepest personal failure. And just so you know, my opinions on parenting and families have not changed. Um, I've always believed that children need a mom and a dad, that divorce is horrible. Oh, she going to get a fucking soul custody of them kids. And I still believe that children need a mom and a dad and that divorce is horrible. But in today's legal system, my beliefs don't matter. Well, no, no, no. It's that you don't get to impose your will on someone else. You don't get to decide whether or not someone wants to remain married to you. It's not that your beliefs don't matter. It's that like the other party involved has rights in an, a an agency. Steven. What a pity party this is. I didn't watch this because I knew where I was going to watch it on the show this evening. And this is worse than I thought it was. Steven, baby, half a marriage is end in divorce. It sucks and it's painful and shit, but you're not like uniquely, you're not like in unique pain or this isn't like a, you, you're not uniquely aggrieved by your divorce. A lot of people don't want the divorce. In Texas, divorce is permitted when one party wants it, period. Yeah, that's because, yeah, that's how divorce, that's like, yes, that's how any relationship works, actually. Unless it's like a, and sometimes I guess employment doesn't always work that way because sometimes you don't want to stay, but you got to stay. But sometimes that's the way it is in marriage too. I bet she wanted to leave long before she filed for divorce. You don't just wake up one morning and realize your marriage is in a shambles. This is fucking a lot of, there's probably a lot of straw on that camel's back. So for well over a year, uh, well over a year in the best interest, as well as physical safety of my children, we've decided to keep this issue private and to resolve it uh, privately with the appropriate attorneys, what have you, legal jargon. And all this one thing I want to be really clear about is certain. True North here is that my children are blameless, completely without fault. Oh, <laughs> my children, let's fucking magnanimous of you, sir. Oh, it's not my kid's fault we're getting divorced. Oh, <laughs> good. Thanks, Stephen. And so we decided to resolve these issues privately as it's in their best interests uh, both emotionally and physically to do so now the other issue is and this is something that i've kept private for likely far too long um many other people knew about this behind the scenes some not all but some of them in positions of power influence leverage knew of this they also knew that the safety of my children included keeping it private. So if you're familiar with the idea of extortion, then you know the feeling well. Uh, now, some of these threats were so thinly veiled that I'm frankly surprised you didn't all guess immediately. Who was extorting you, Stephen? Stephen has a lot going on. <laughs> and that should be clear because people don't do stuff like this if there's not a lot going on in their lives. I would like to implore my audience and everybody that isn't paying attention to this situation not to condemn him, but to pray for him. Sometimes people need a prayer. Sometimes people need a scripture. You know, Stephen purports to be a Christian. I am unsure at this moment if, if it is my place to say more than that. You know, maybe if I feel in further defense, something should be said, or maybe if I feel that the public has a right to understand certain circumstances. Oh, my children have a right to privacy. Now, some other uh, issues 
have been, uh, or I should say, uh, inferences have been more pernicious behind the scenes with demands and threats to use this information that they believe would be uh, so publicly embarrassing to me and my wife at a difficult time. Except that you, you're, except that the, I don't think the reason that he was hiding this for as long as he possibly could was that he thought his children would be endangered. I think it's bad for his rep, bad for his image, bad for his ability to make money off of the supposedly traditional conservative values that he puts out there. Oh, there's nothing fucking really traditional conservative fucking beaver cleaver about this guy. This guy is just a racist. Um, but it's bad for his brand. That's why he hid it. I don't think he hid it because he thought his kids were going to suffer some consequences. People in the public eye get divorced all the time. And a lot of times they'll come out like real, real quick. As soon as they realize it's happening and kind of make some statement about it, say, you know, me and my partner, it hasn't worked out. You know, I wish my partner well, and we're going to, we're going to work together to co-parent really well. And, um, you know, I would appreciate that people kind of respect my privacy during this time as it relates to this matter. And maybe I'll have more to say at a later date. Boom, you're done. You're out of there, but not when you're Steven Crowder. When you're Steven Crowder all running your fucking mouth about the traditional family and all this shit, well, I guess that doesn't work so well, does it? That it could be used, knowingly putting my children in harm's way. So to those self-styled Christians, conservatives, and allies, well, not in my book. Now, if you find yourself, I don't want to get into details, so this is going to likely be the only time I have to address this or want to address this. If you're asking yourself, hey, did X person or did Y person know? The answer is likely yes, which will be made alarmingly clear as this process of discovery continues. Uh, and it also, by the way, makes me that much more appreciative of those who did know about this and in understanding the best interests of my family, my children, kept their word and used discretion. Uh, to be fair, Candace Owens used discretion as far as I'm concerned. She didn't be, she didn't spill the tea. Would have been funny as fuck if she did back then. <laughs> she didn't spill no tea. She's like, you know, something's going on. She could have not known and been like, something's going on with this guy. Cause that's what I've been thinking the whole time. Ever, ever since I first saw Crowder, I'm like, something's going on with this guy. I can't thank you enough. Sincerely. I appreciate it. Won't forget it. It's, it's pretty simple. Um, I, loved a woman so much that I married her. A woman who, despite all of this, I still love as the mother of my children. And she wanted something else for her life. That's not my choice. She simply wanted out, and the law says that that's how it works. Now, Yeah, that's fucking, that's been, that's, oh wow, the divorce, you can, you can leave a marriage. Yeah, you can, you can stop, uh, you have the freedom to associate with people. Yeah, Stephen. Can you imagine being like well i'm all for freedom but not in this case the law is a problem here no the law is not a problem yeah you should be able to get divorced takes two to, takes two to get married but it only takes one to get divorced i don't know what to tell you now of course look i get it there are multiple sides to every story but one thing that is undeniable uh in this case is that it's no one's fault but my own in that i picked wrong and that's certainly not the fault of my children whoa no, I thought, dude, you're a giant piece of shit. Unless we find out something real bad about her, uh, she picked wrong. Maybe you both picked wrong. Maybe they're both terrible people. Who fucking knows? And uh, I will say that what's in the best interest of my children um, is not internet drama, speculation, certainly not blatant or veiled shakedowns or dragging their father or 
mother, and I can't be clear on that enough, or their mother through the mud. And to anyone who tries it, I'm no longer going to pacify, capitulate, or sidestep because I love them a whole lot more than I love you. And I will continue to do whatever is necessary to protect my children, Discussing the divorce any further on social media or on this show or in any public space is not what's best for them. I'll be handling this through the proper legal avenues and channels available as a matter of record in which I have more than full confidence. So I'd ask that you understand the need for and uh, respect our privacy in what is obviously a pretty tough time. And I hope that none of this has to go any further than that. Oh, you, that's not what your video did. You just... <laughs> you you just said come after me candace and uh you know i don't like candace owens but uh never one to back down from a fight here's candace owens response to that video or at least a minute and a half of it we're not gonna we're not gonna like run the whole fucking drama of this though as it plays out stay uh, stay locked on stay locked on on sundays because we will be uh we will be covering the infighting, not the divorce. Don't care about the divorce. But the infighting on the right is what we're here for. Well, again, going back to the pattern, it's not just the Daily Wire. It's David Landau. It's Sven the Computer. It's Jared Monroe, formerly known as Not Gay Jared. People that are locked into NDAs and are not allowed to speak about the abuse that they endured by Stephen Crowder. It's a, Ooh, a court just overturned a bunch of that uh, non-compete and NDA shit, too. Benjamin, it's now his wife. Do you believe that all of these various different parties, the majority of them who have never spoken to each other, I've never spoken to Sven the computer, I've never spoken to David Landau, I've never spoken to Hillary Crowder, I've never spoken to Owen Benjamin. Do you believe that all of these people, as is the parent- Owen Benjamin fucking crazy. He's literally a flat earther. Posts nonstop on Twitter about the earth being flat narrative that Steven Crowder is presenting are working maybe in in collusion with big tech to try to destroy him or or do you believe it's plausible that Steven Crowder is just a monster I personally believe that he is a monster and that is by the way Steven if you're watching I'm not trying to extort you I am just simply telling the truth there was a lot of things that are going on and I am glad that his wife found the strength to speak out and I'm calling upon everybody to roundly condemn this, to, to reject this firmly, not to somehow come up with an excuse and say, oh, well, it's a divorce, so we shouldn't talk about it. We should mind our own business. No, the way that we represent ourselves privately and publicly should be the same. The same. If you purport to care about family values, again, then you should care about this situation and you should condemn it. I don't care about the divorce so much. I mean, but I do, I do am not surprised like what we saw in that video based on the way I've seen Steven Crowder talk to and about other people, uh, about women. I was not surprised to see that in the video. Um, and I think if, if this infighting goes on more, Crowder is going to open his mouth more and more and more and more of that fucking ring camera footage from his house is going to come out. So if the divorce started in 2021, they're getting pretty close to a resolution of it, I think. And that might also be why all this is bubbling up, because maybe there's maybe the lawyers involved are uh, not seeing eye to eye on some stuff. And so maybe they may end up in court and instead of uh, an amicable divorce where they just come to a settlement in part ways. So that might be why all this is bubbling up. Don't know. I just know that uh, Candace Owens, as mean as she can be, is n nobody's ever going to be as mean to Steven Crowder 
as these union guys who he went and tried to fuck with and made the mistake of shoving one of them. This is classic. Get the f*** out of my face! Don't get down the tent! Get the f*** out of my face! You hurt a lady in there! You're addressing me! I ain't hurt nobody! You hurt the f*** out of my face! Back the f*** up! Stop turning down the tent! Back the f*** up! Okay! So the way that was cut is really interesting too, because they showed like Crowder like, oh no, 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 no. And then it cut. And one of the union guys was like getting up off the ground. <clears throat> so I couldn't find the video, but there was a video taken by one of the union guys and it clearly showed Crowder shoving that guy to the ground before he got up and started throwing a couple of haymakers. Um, <clears throat> I just wanted to show that because fuck it. We're going to pile on fuck Steven Crowder. Um, he's just, He's just his whole product is his product is abuse. He like abuses people. That's his that's his whole product as an online persona. And the worst part is is that his audience is full of teenage boys who are learning from Steven Crowder that the way to be a man is to be abusive and to be hateful and to be a bigot. And so, <clears throat> whatever rains down on him during this infighting, he deserves. Fuck Steven Crowder. Another big story this week: Tucker Carlson got fired. Here's his uh, statement on that from his wooden room. Good evening, it's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country. This was like Monday, two, two and a half days after he got fired. What do you mean step out of the noise for a few days? You got fired over the weekend. It's Monday now. Kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true and a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. It's got to be the majority of the population, even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little... Without them Fox producers, man, look at how blown out his lighting is. ...is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet, at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change. Oh, demographic change, you say? Corporate power, natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about any of those issues? It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them, and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's right, but you were the beneficiary of this thing you're describing. I think he's describing it somewhat inaccurately, but he was the beneficiary of this for a very long time, to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. It's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. But it won't work. They're resorting to force? What do they do? Oh, do you, does he think that... Does he think that being fired was like a, a use of force? 
When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon. Fucking dumb. Should have been like, who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? Should have done a Jerry Maguire on his way out, but he didn't do it. <clears throat> so, what do you think people in uh, New York, New York City, think about uh, old Tuckums getting fired? Well, Walter Masterson's going to ask. It's probably going to be funny. New Yorkers have a way about them. So Tucker Carlson's out. Tucker Carlson was fired. How's everyone doing now that Tucker's gone? You all right? How do you feel about Tucker getting fired? Who's going to explain white supremacy to our stupid viewers? I have a funny feeling he may have signed a good deal with Donald Trump. Yeah, exactly. How do you feel now that Tucker's gone? I feel devastated. I thought he was such an asset to Fox. He was the one who was willing to stand up and say this election was stolen and point out the unfairness of the prosecutions and everything else in this country. The well, he, well, privately, he didn't believe any of that, but, that's, but yeah. publicly he did. <laughs> yeah, there were all the fucking text messages he was sending calling all that shit crazy. You need that voice in this country because the other media is all left and biased. No one else is going to be able to explain white supremacy to our viewers the same way. He'll be missed. Thank you. Thank you. What do you think of Fox News firing Tucker Carlson? Uh, it's New York, man. Expect the worst. Thank you. How do we That's feel a pretty about good Tucker outlook. Carlson getting Step fired? Outside, Step outside. May, can I make a statement? I'm with Fox News. Sir, please step outside. Trump invited me here. Oh, uh, he got kicked out of Trump Tower. Sucks anyways. Did you get Tucker Carlson fired? Wait, he doesn't work at Fox News? No, he got fired. All of y'all remember to vote for Donald Trump 2024. You vote for Donald Trump. I put my pussy inside of you. And I'll eat you out, nigga. Wait, what? There you have it. What the fuck? That was weird. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect that uh that clip to be weird, but it was weird. We're gonna move on to Fox's. Uh, I think it's their most popular show. Uh, well, their most popular panel show. It's called The Five. And uh, <clears throat> here's a uh, box wine Janine Pirro talking about inner city school kids, like it's fucking 1987. This woman is a former federal prosecutor. She knew this when she was the mayor. So don't give me this, thank God she came around. Well, she she lost, knew thank this. God. Yeah, no, but she was so beholden to the progressives and to the left that people died because of that mentality, that social justice nonsense. And first of all, she didn't just figure this out. She's known it. And she went against her core being to allow these social justice warriors, criminals to be out again and again. And what I want to know is, did she have a lobotomy? I mean, what Wait, is what? different? She was a pro-crime, ignore crime, social justice warrior to the to the detriment of thousands and thousands of minority men, women and children. So and just uh, so you all know, black on black crime is something everyone in law enforcement knows about. This is nothing new for any of us. That's why we. So the problem with this talking point is the, 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 the person most likely to harm you, the people most likely to harm you are the people known to you. <clears throat> and we live in a world that's still largely uh, segregated, like socially, like, you know, white people tend to hang out with white people. They tend to marry white people. The person most likely to kill you is your spouse. 
people tend to marry uh, the same race as they do. So you're going to get murdered. You're probably going to get murdered by your spouse. And statistically, they're going to be the same race as you. So the numbers are the same for white on white crime, Latinx on Latinx crime, Asian on Asian crime. Pick a pick a race category. The the the, the percentages are still you're going to be the same. Street crimes, street crime units. That's why we have inner city crime units. That's why we have a stop, inquire, and frisk. All that stuff is justified by Terry versus Ohio until the social justice warriors said, oh, that's not right. But the people who are being harmed are the people in the inner city. And by the way, there's a reason people are leaving Chicago. There's a reason people are leaving Illinois. And one of the reasons so many young blacks are involved in crime is nobody's keeping them in schools. And as a mayor, she had nothing to do with it. What you've got now is many of the black American youths, 85% of black students in the eighth grade lack the ability to do math and are functionally illiterate. So it's Where'd she get that number? 85% seems real high. So they stay in school so that they have a reason. So they have hope. Where did she get that number? 85% seems very high. I don't think you could find any demographic group that in eighth grade is functionally illiterate. Because literacy is the ability to read at a fourth grade level. And so that's like, that's very rudimentary reading. I don't think that's the case. I just, I don't, I, I just would, I would like to know where she got that statistic, but it might be from something like Killette, (laughs) like one of them race science publications. Maybe she, maybe it was the bell curve guy um, had that information. I don't know. I'm just not confident that her, uh, her numbers there were, uh, were accurate. Up next, we got uh, Lauren Boebert. Lauren Boebert, real happy about, if, if you could imagine, the uh, uptick in uh, a teen pregnancy. Um, we, I, I'd actually talked about, you know, just the, the differences between urban and rural communities. Um, the teen pregnancy rate, rate is the same. Um, throughout the country, but in urban areas, you see a higher abortion rate, and in rural areas, you see a higher teen mom rate, um, because we value life. We understand those principles. Okay, so she thinks more teenagers should be should be parents. I think that's probably incorrect. I don't share that position. Um, but she's just saying that because her, her teenage son and his teenage wife are having a kid here. So up next, we have we rarely ever run anything from the hill. I fucking hate the hill. I remember for a minute when everybody was like, "Yay, crystal ball! Yay, crystal ball!" And I was like, "Dude, that's the hill. What the fuck are you talking about?" Uh, anyway, here's um, Brianna Joy Gray uh, speaking to Marjorie Taylor Greene on Rising. But this is the clip from Rising that they decided to show you as like an ad for it. If you notice, it's just almost entirely just Marjorie Taylor Greene spewing out talking points. In a recent 60 Minutes interview, you said that this is a spending problem, um, not a tax problem. And you resisted uh, pushes to, say, tax the wealthy, something that majorities of Americans support, and didn't seem to really focus on cutting the military budget as a way to bring down cost, despite uh, being a, a significant critic of the war in Ukraine, et cetera. There's been a, lot, a significant conversation right now that Tucker has left Fox News about right populism versus left populism. And the differences between them seem to be largely about a willingness to go after elites and the rich on a financial level and do things like cut taxes for the rich and curb military spending. What do you say to folks that wonder why you won't go after elites in those sorts of ways? 
Well, all of these are great topics, and and I really appreciate you bringing them up. Um, Let me unpack that a little bit because that was quite a few things. Um, Number one, I don't want to cut United States military spending. I want to stop all of the money being spent in the proxy war against Russia in Ukraine. I believe that's where the American people can save a lot of money. Uh, Ukraine is not a NATO member nation. This was something that President Biden acknowledged acknowledged from the very beginning. And uh, we're not we should not be defending Ukraine's border while our border is completely out of control. So I would like to see changes there. I strongly support our military and I want to fund uh, uh, the strongest military in the world and that being our own military. But I don't want to uh, fund a war in, in Ukraine against nuclear powered Russia. Secondly, we have a we have a spending problem in Washington, D.C., definitely not a revenue problem. Washington rakes in plenty of money, but the spending is out of control. And again, I blame both parties for that. Um, the federal government is too big. It's overbloated. And as a business owner, that's what I've done most of my life. When you have too much overhead, you have to reel it back in. And that's how you get your company back under control. And we need to do that for our country. The federal government needs to be treated like a like a successful business, not a business that's on the verge of bankruptcy. <laughs> she didn't answer any of the questions. And this was the clip that uh, <clears throat> Rising decided to share with people. <clears throat> um, chat. Some people in chat are saying they shouldn't have had her on. Um, I think that it's probably a bad idea to have Brianna Joy Gray uh, have her on. Absolutely. But I think there are uh, interviewers who could do a good enough job of challenging her and like kind of holding her feet to the fire to make her answer the question where it would be uh, valuable to have her on. She is a United States congressperson after all. Um, We make a little bit of fun of uh, Marjorie the Gathering around here, but let's not forget what an absolute fucking monster she is, by the way. Are you a mother? I am a mother by marriage. By marriage, I see. Um, and and you, my wife is here with me, so I'm really glad that she's here. Rather, I, Sharon Klein. Ms. Swinegarden, I reclaim my time. I didn't ask you a question. Sorry. What I'd like to talk about is your recommendations to the CDC as not a medical doctor, not a biological mother, um, and, and really not a teacher either. You had no business advising the CDC what the medical guidelines were for school closures because now we have a nation of school children who have suffered because of it. The problem is, is people like you need to admit that you're just a political activist, not a teacher, not a mother, and not a medical doctor. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. I I just want to make make note that um, the... The decorum of the attacks on the witness were unacceptable that the general lady from Georgia just did. And so it'd be nice if we didn't attack the witnesses, um, particularly whether or not, whether, and making a decision about whether or not she's a mother. You are a mother. Thank you for, for, for being a great parent. Thank you. Yeah, what a, what a fucking absolute ghoul. <clears throat> that lady, that's like, that lady's a lesbian. Her partner is the one who carried their, their kid. And Marjorie the Gathering's like, you're not a mother. You're not a mother. Like, Fuck you. What a fucking absolute ghoul. But let us also not forget that she's really fucking dumb, too. She has no idea what the fuck's going on. And I have a clip from this week of her demonstrating that as well. Just just real, 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 real terrible and just no clue what the fuck's going on in the world around her. People are not affecting climate change. You're going to tell me that back in the Ice Age, how much taxes did people pay and how many changes did governments make to melt the ice? 
the climate is going to continue to change. And there is no reason to just open up our borders and allow everyone in and continue to funnel over $50 billion or however many billions of dollars or trillions of dollars to foreign countries all over the world simply because they don't like the climate change. Mr. Chairman. Pretty sure there weren't taxes or government uh, during the Ice Age. And I'm not even sure if there were people as we know them during the Ice Age. Uh, (laughs) You know, they didn't raise taxes during the Ice Age. And if it was good enough for the Ice Age, it's good enough for you. Marjorie Taylor Greene, U.S. House of Representatives member. (laughs) Uh, More. And now we're going to move on into like a little more kind of down ballot stuff here. Not uh, Bay Area news, but stuff that's happening a little further down the ballot. This is uh, a <clears throat> this is the Republican talking about House Resolution 100, I believe. Is this in Minnesota <clears throat> talking about uh, how many how much weed two ounces is? And um, <clears throat> if this is the case, man, this dude this dude rolls some fucking Cheech and Chong ass fucking joints. Watch this. <laughs> says it can have any person can have eight plants at home now i've seen some of the videos of dea raids some of these plants are eight and ten feet tall you can have eight of them you can have a privacy fence made of these products in your backyard two ounces just two ounces is equivalent to three joints oh my god yo Two ounces is three joints. My man, this guy, this guy be rolling the fatties. And you can possess up to, what is it? A one and a half pounds? One and a half pounds you can, you can hold. That must be 20 joints. (laughs) Oh, it's, 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 you could be against um, marijuana. You could be for the prohibition of marijuana and not know that much about cannabis, but just like, don't make those kind of statements. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Oh, here's the, uh, here's the former president. He's going to talk about, well, I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about here. This one's a little hard to follow. Even for this guy, this one's a little weird. We got 28,000 soldiers for nothing. And these are very good soldiers. You know, Pancho the Villa. Marines, these yes, are Pancho yes, Villa yes, with yes, the bullets yes. on their chest and everything. <laughs> the they don't have, they don't have, you know, our, our people, they don't let them be soldiers, okay? They say if you touch somebody, you you know, you get court-martialed and perhaps executed, okay? You're not allowed to speak rough. <laughs> if you touch somebody, you get court-martialed and possibly executed. I think he means like they're... The, the, the military actually did a fairly good job uh, on sexual assault. It's not that sexual assault doesn't happen or is no longer common in the military, but they actually have endeavored to do what's right on that front. But he thinks that's a bad one. Bad, badity bad. It's badity bad, bad, bad. Next series of three clips. It's like we're in another time. Anonymous has announced an operation. Yeah, like Anonymous, like from 2008. They've announced op GOP, although this is just some Twitter account that says that it's anonymous, but that was the point of anonymous from the jump. Donald Trump.
Trump has a storied history of saying his many sexual misconduct accusers must be lying because they're not his type. Said that if Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You know? <laughs> Stop it! Oh, it's so weird! <laughs> Now, well, I'll tell you the funniest is that I'll go backstage before a show, yes. and everyone's getting dressed and ready and everything else, and you know, no men are anywhere, and I'm allowed to go in because I'm the owner of the pageant, and therefore I'm inspecting it. You know, I'm inspecting. Right. I want to make sure that You're like everything is good. Yeah, is everyone okay? You know, they stayed in there with no clothes. Is everybody okay? And you see these incredible-looking women, and so I sort of get away with things like that. When he was talking, <coughs> the, the clip they just pulled, <coughs> the clip they just pulled, I think he was talking about Miss Teen USA. Quote, she actually indicated that she loved it, okay? She loved it until commercial break. In fact, I think she said it was sexy, didn't she? She said it was very sexy to be raped. Didn't she say that? Could have gotten Lady Di. You could have nailed her. I yeah, think I could have. She had times when she didn't look great, and she had times when she looked better than anybody in the world. You're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. <laughs> I can do anything. Nobody respects women more than I. <laughs> That's one. They're releasing one of these a day for 50 days. We're obviously not going to play all of them, but we're going to play three of them tonight. <clears throat> and we're going to forget this ever existed because I don't even know what, what the fuck anonymous means at this point. just like a laundry list of Republicans who've been <clears throat> convicted of sex crimes with minors. <clears throat> you can go, if you were listening to the pod, you can go watch the video to see this if you want. Or you can watch the original video that it's all linked in the show notes. that's so old school it's so funny and weird to see that kind of branding again <clears throat> like 15 years later we got one more and then we're probably never going to look at this op gop ever again not because it's not interesting or whatever i you know if a bunch of if a bunch of hacktivists are gonna go after <clears throat> go after the the right and kind of counter program uh, versus this uh queer people and liberals or groomers um set of talking points then uh more power to them Yeah, this is more just laundry list of uh, Republicans in positions of power that abuse their power against mostly. Ooh, 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 God. One of them was pretty bad. Oh, they're all bad. 
Yeah, this isn't really going to work with the Republican base. They're going to either say that this isn't true, these people were secretly Democrats, or they're going to say, like, unlike the unlike the gays, we take out our own trash. They'll say some shit like that. Man, I was hoping for, like, that, uh, like, ominous voice and, like, the clouds and shit, like, from that, that we're coming for you Scientology video, but we got none of that. Yeah, like, somebody in chat said it was almost like a Midas Touch video. Not, not that great. So it's been about an hour. We're going to take a break. I'm going to use the bathroom and we're going to play a song. Grab something cool that we, uh, maybe the people that just listen to the pod have never heard. Let's go with, uh, with Cat Roba Show. This is the elephant song. Song's real good. And uh, we'll be right back with the rest of the docket in just a few minutes. the day of the elephant i looked up to the sky and wondered why i could not see the sunrise at the risk of intelligence i opened up my eyes and saw with clarity the consequences and it ripped a gaping hole in my soul and it snuffed out all the dreams when i was young and little girls are taught someday that prince will come to a life that's better than the moms But wind up with a man just like their dad In the wake of the aftermath Severed from the womb I cry A screaming infant blinking in the light I gotta wish I could take it back Like a techie horror film Back to the moment when I was alive And it's seven sorry years I'm never getting back so far along and yet so far off track I hate the genius after the fact And it's never better in the second act Oh, oh, oh Is there anybody listening or am I truly talking to myself? So typical Oh, oh Isn't everybody wishing they could be somebody better than themselves? Well, if ignorance is bliss Turn your head and make a wish Never enough of And here we are with a sorry lot Wanting more than what we've got Never living in the present Always on
this next one is from a couple of weeks ago. I can't believe we missed it. It's from Brevard County, Florida. And uh, just when you thought that the Florida local government meetings couldn't get any stranger, this happened. I'd like to bring to your attention a potential fraud on an enormous scale happening in your county. There's now clear evidence of NASA using numerous methods to grossly mislead the public about astronauts being on the International Space Station. During interior ISS scenes from NASA's own live feed, the use of wires, harnesses, green screens, and virtual reality have been detected to achieve the appearance of a weightless environment. Sounds like this guy's seen a few too many Madison Star Moon videos. Examples of this include astronauts fading in and out of the screen, green screen glitches, grabbing objects that aren't really there, pulling on invisible wires, getting tangled in their harnesses, and even astronauts appearing out of thin air. This Wait, that was video editing. If they're really up there, why are they using Hollywood techniques to fake the footage? Now, unfortunately, I can't show you these clips in here today, but I will be sending them to you. Outside the International Space Station, during spacewalks, air bubbles have been recorded on numerous occasions. How is it possible for air bubbles to be present in the vacuum of space? We don't know that there's an air bubble. Scott Kelly about this phenomenon, his body language and answers. There is like there there are particles of stuff up there in Earth orbit. A lot of the, a lot of it's our fault that it's there. Only created more questions. In 2013, astronaut Luca Parmitano nearly drowned during a spacewalk when his helmet filled with water. This happened again just last year. Air bubbles, helmets filling with water, and drowning. Are they in space or are they under? Well, those aren't. Those people aren't in really space. They're they training. Train spacewalks in an underwater pool with a complete ISS replica. Yeah, that's now, called training. Surely they aren't filming these spacewalks in an underwater pool and then editing them to appear. Because <laughs> that sure would be something, wouldn't it? I'm calling on the Brevard County Commissioners to open a full investigation into NASA's. This is another one of those situations where he thinks that like the county board of supervisors has authority over like. A federal government agency. We see this all the time in Shasta County when we watch the Shasta County videos. Even if this were true, fraudulent practices and use of taxpayer dollars. It costs NASA $3 billion per year to operate the ISS, and if they don't have a darn good explanation as to why they're faking these videos, I and the public would like a darn good explanation as to where our tax money is going. And if they are indeed faking the funk, it is our duty to expose and eliminate this fraudulent and astronomically wasteful ISS program. And look, I know what you're all thinking. The NASA is part of the federal government and you're just county commissioners. Even if what I'm saying is true, what can you do? But let me remind you, not only is this happening in your county, as public officials, you have the platform and the ability to make a statement or hold a press conference, alerting the public, state, and federal authorities to investigate further. You <laughs> I, I i almost put that in red light i'm like you know what now that we're doing like basically a two-hour uh pod every week i'm gonna put a little bit of the little bit of the weird stuff into the regular docket there's plenty of stuff for red light tonight don't worry about that <clears throat> so there's this uh bill in missouri it's a pretty nasty anti-trans bill <clears throat> and cnn is doing a pretty good job here actually uh covering this here's a Here's an interview with uh, Kyung Law from CNN. Uh, talk to patients and providers who are unsure of what's going to come next. 
In Missouri tomorrow, transition-related medical care for transgender people could be nearly impossible to obtain, and not just for minors, but for anyone. This move by Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey would make his state the first to ban this type of health care for adults. Now, right now, 11th-hour efforts in court to stop these new rules are underway. CNN's Kyung Law has been speaking with patients who are scrambling to figure out what comes next. We're hoping to get as many people established for care as possible because we're really feeling that deadline. I'll be doing your intake today. And the clock is ticking. For patients like 19-year-old Kari, a Missouri resident crossing state lines to Kansas because of the battle over gender-affirming care. How long have you not felt like you? Since I was like 14 is when I first was like... You're not correct. Now, some of the side effects of testosterone are permanent. All patients in this Planned Parenthood clinic today are beginning gender transitions. A pop-up clinic to beat the deadline set by Missouri's attorney general in an emergency rule. Established patients could continue care once the order goes into effect. But new patients face a slew of requirements that would widely limit access. It's why Kari is here before the state-imposed deadline. How do you view this executive order? I've, I view it as someone is afraid of something, so they're trying to er eradicate people. We are terrified. I've been afraid since I was like 15. And the world is terrifying. It's talk with us. Like, just sit there and talk, listen to what, what we're saying. We're not trying to indoctrinate anyone. We're just saying, hey, this is us. In another exam room, 20-year-old Andy who moved up a May appointment to beat the impending order. Why is it important for you to have access to this care? It's a constant disconnect from my own body, my own being. I look in the mirror. I feel like an imposter, a stranger. I always have. I'm going through a personal journey now and hopefully can start to feel comfortable in my own skin and maybe feel like I recognize the person in the mirror. Um, after I start to see these changes. Across Missouri, advocates say it's uncertainty and panic among patients. This is Angela. I'm calling from Planned Parenthood. Angela Huntington is a patient navigator for Planned Parenthood. I was just calling to confirm your appointment. For Scheduling patients across Missouri. I think we have a fight. I think we have a fight in front of us. What kind of pain are you hearing on the other side of the phone line? I've got patients calling me from all over Missouri that are just scared. They just don't know where they're going to get their care. Especially in a shifting battleground of politics and legal orders, say the doctors and nurses. You want to believe people when they tell you who they are or what they want for their life. And you don't want to say, well, you know, I believe you that you are transgender, but maybe we should phone your local politician to see if they agree. It's hard not to feel like your local politician is in the room with you. So next what I'm going to do is go over some screening questions with you. Kari established gender-affirming care in this visit. Rejected by some family members, Kari says he fled Tennessee a year ago and is ready to move again, unsure of what happens next in Missouri. I can't live in any state that won't let me be who I am. I have a 24-hour plan of, well, if they do this, you have to leave in those 24 hours. Like, close... <clears throat> Man, kids got bug out bags and shit. That's bad. I feel like a refugee in my own state, in my own country. 
Kari, Andy, and other Missouri patients are actually waiting for the outcome of a hearing that is happening as we speak, Biana. This hearing is to hear a lawsuit that's been filed by the ACLU of Missouri and Lambda Legal. The attempt here is to try to stop this emergency rule from going into effect. If this lawsuit fails, it goes into effect at the stroke of midnight. And what's happening, Biana, at these clinics behind me, they're seeing their very last new patients before the rule goes into effect. Biana. Yeah, we saw some of that in that very powerful piece. Thank you so much, Kyungla. So, <clears throat> yeah, this is bad. <clears throat> I mean, the the parallels to the anti-abortion choice movement are um, kind of uncanny, right? Like, it's pretty clear that, <clears throat> you know, that, that this one's especially bad, too, because it's by executive order. Just one person decided it. Didn't go through the legislature. No debate happened in the legislature. Nobody got to... Nobody got embarrassed for saying something stupid about it. Like in other legislatures that we've seen, it was it's just the governor issuing issuing an executive order. Not for nothing, a lot of the people that probably voted for that governor don't like it when the president, well, when the president's a Democrat anyway and issues an executive order. Remember they called Obama a dictator all the time over <coughs> executive orders? Well, now, now they got an executive order they like, so probably not going to be too many conservatives calling the governor there a dictator. So this is uh, Peoria, Illinois. They're um, they're going to vote down. They voted down a transphobic bathroom policy, but one member on the board of the board of the, the board of education didn't like it. Uh, Miss Hill, any items that you'd like to readdress this evening? I would. Um, with regard to the vote tonight to not set policy. It saddens me. It really breaks my heart. I think that our, our district is going down a very dark road morally. I think it's just wrong. I would advise parents to use their vouchers elsewhere. I don't endorse PUSD anymore. I don't. I can't. I would advise that parents and don't run for re-election. ability at this time to take their vouchers, which have been given to them, and use them in private schools, use them on online, homeschool your kids, choose the curriculum, choose what happens with their with their livelihoods, what's going to happen with them in the future. Public education isn't going in the right direction. This is not what I want to see for our district. This saddens me. I'm just recommending. Parents it's take, 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 and oh, then teachers are leaving, and that's fine. That's fine. I have a right to speak my voice, and I have to respect. Respect. People have to respect what I say, and I also think that God is not blessing this district. He isn't. I don't know what more to say. I'm just, I'm just very brokenhearted about this, but I can't endorse our our district anymore. I can't. Thank you, Ms. Hill. Dr. Davidson, Ms. Sari, I apologize. So readdressing a... Um... So, yeah, that person, I guess they're going to resign. They're not going to resign, though, right? Because they want to... They're probably going <clears> to <throat> run for re-election. They might even win. I don't know how, how it works in Peoria, Illinois. If it's like district... If it's like by districts, maybe she's in the conservative part of town where the people agree with her. She did get a smattering of applause from the, uh, from the gallery. So... Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen there? So this person, her name is Kelly Cadigan. She kind of just showed up like on my Twitter for you. Um, at first, I thought it might be satire, but I took a closer look and um, no. 
No, this is not satire. Uh, this is Kel- uh, Kelly Cadigan. She is a a trans woman, or I believe her to be a trans woman. She says she's a trans woman, and uh, you know, I believe her. Here's what she has to say about the pride flag and why she's going to burn it. So it's day 13 of being on the right, and today I'm going to be burning the pride flag. Oh, that's plastic. My political truth, I've been met with nothing but cult-like ideology from the left, and I'm not okay with that. It is not hate speech for me to say that minors should not be transitioning, especially... So I looked up her backstory. She started gender-affirming care before she turned 18. Someone with personal experience transitioning as a minor. It is not hate speech for me to say that your pronouns are conditional. Anyone in America that has freedom of speech can call me a he, him, and that's their right, even if it upsets me. It is not hate speech for me to say non-binary people are not the same thing as transgender people. Okay, but it, you, it, it is your right. In America, we do have a right to engage in hate speech. It's just that, like most other people, tell you to go fuck yourself, which is their right, too. It is not hate speech for me to say that you need true gender dysphoria to be transgender. And lastly, the most important one, it is not hate speech for me to say you should accept your true biology as a trans person. I have learned to love myself in all regards because I've accepted my male biology. So now when someone calls me he, him, I don't get offended because I've learned to love myself and own who I am. That's true self-love. So this is day 13 of her being on the right. This is a grift. I'm not like, I don't know for sure if she's genuine. What I'm saying is that this, I looked and this isn't satire. The, she's this is a grift she's like then i think she's the next pick me and ah, if they pick her it's not going to be for very long that's true self-acceptance and i don't think that's what this flag stands for anymore this flag doesn't stand for equality for everyone this flag stands for you're gonna agree to what we say no matter how many times we change the meaning of this flag and if you don't you're a bigot well if my own community is going to call me a bigot I'm not going to stand for my... She blanked out one of the letters in the word bigot on the overlay. I'm done with this community. I'm still a trans woman. Please burn that plastic flag indoors. And I'll own that. No, I'm just kidding. You shouldn't burn anything indoors. But in terms of the LGBTQIA whatever community, I'm done with it. And no, this is not hate. This is me making a statement. This means everything to me. The burning of this flag means I'm leaving this cult. And from now on, this is the flag I'm standing for. You have it backwards. This is my community. Because this country is what gave me the right to transition and be who I am. So this is the flag I'm going to stand for. America. That's plastic. You shouldn't look at. Oh, oh, God. She burned a plastic flag. At least she burned it outside safety first <clears throat> up next we have there's a teacher named paulo has flown a rainbow flag i believe he's a teacher at a catholic school and all these people outside uh all these people at the catholic school not too pleased and also this is in i believe new york city of all places We're laughing at them, maybe. It's a nice fucking campus. Look at that. Bowing. That's what you did in there. You bowed. Oh, 
I'm not gonna be scared. Oh no, they're calling him a pedophile. I mean, he does. It is a Catholic church, but like, come on. I mean, you, they have the right. Well, they're actually on private property, so they they could be kicked off. But they have a right to their beliefs. But like, what are they doing? They're like yelling at this guy, saying he's the fucking devil and shit. Fuck that. Well, it's time, everybody. Every week we have a palate cleanser. We're going to skip one story because it's just bad vibes. I'm not going to run the bad vibes story. The parent in the story that we skipped, cool parent, but the story, bad vibes. And we're kind of up against it on time if we're going to get to, I don't know, most of this stuff by 9 p.m. Pacific. But here's our palate cleanser. This is fucking adorable. Look, right there. No, not me. I got no. Okay, let me get this. Hold on. So if you're listening to the podcast of this, this guy made friends with a squirrel. You're going to have to watch the, either watch the video of my show like on YouTube or the replay on Twitch, or you can just get the video of this in the show notes. It's uh, titled Palette Cleanser in the show notes. Jump, jump, you got it. You got it. Is that way you got to take care of your fur? I'm pretty sure you put a bonnet on when you go to sleep too, don't you? How are you? How you doing? I on my screen, though. Let me get him. Richard, get off of the screen, though. Why? Why do you insist? Are you just walking yourself down, huh? You're about to see his house. He up in there like, oh, what is this? I got a fridge? Oh, Derek went all out for me. You like your house? Uh-oh. Okay, Richard, who did you tell? We got Maxine, that's Luther, and who is this? Benjamin. Better not start fighting. Stop it, stop. Richard, don't come over here acting a fool. See Maxine chilling. Stop it. Yeah, mm -mm. Don't start that fighting. No, I said don't start that. Hey. Y'all gonna have to learn here long. The house ain't so big. This is rare. Richard and Matt out there together, getting along. I noticed Matt scene leaving with cotton from a tree, and I'm like, how can you extract cotton from a tree? So I had to investigate. Where are you getting this cotton from? Oh my God. Maxine, no, you just destroyed that dang couch. I can see, I can see the things. Girl, are you showing? Is it a boy, girl? Are you the daddy? We getting ready for the gentleman deal. <laughs> he had a party. <laughs> That's so cute. Oh, we really needed that palate cleanser too, because things ain't things ain't going so good on the docket this week. We got another one that's kind of funny. Um, this one's I, I called this one. I don't know how to park, and it's all your fault. I'm just taking some pictures of this scratch. Okay, yeah, okay, but okay, but we've not scratched it. Look how close you are to my car. You must have scratched it. What do you mean? Look how close. You? Look. It's ridiculous. You're, you're so okay, close. Look, but you look, 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 I'm in the bay, yeah? That's a golf R, more, too. That's a nice bay. car. I don't care. You have scratched my car. How have I scratched your car? You must the have The car's done. not touching. The car's not touching. 
Yeah, but look how close you are. You must have scratched it as you were driving in. No There's way. no. Looks no, too. Wait, the scratch. The, I mean, the scratch is too high up on the vehicle for it to have been that 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 low that low. Uh, that low to the ground hatchback. Sorry. There's, there's not a scratch that. now, car. You probably scratched it. Scratch no, scratched your wheel. No way. This honestly, when I parked this car, there was no scratch on it. There's a scratch on it now. But I'm saying. I want it. your insurance details as well, please. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've, yeah, but I've taken a picture of your number plate. No, but like what I'm saying, yeah, if there's a scratch on your car, how come there's not a scratch on my car? And what you I'm saying must is, have, you must yeah, have we're damaged close, it more. Yeah? You must have damaged it more. But like, but like, we're in the bay. I'm in the bay, you're not in the bay. No, I don't care whether I'm... You've got that side. You, yeah, you just parked over two bays and I'm just parked in the bay. No, I don't care. No, Somehow this bay. has got a scratch on it. Right, and she's and got she's saying that <laughs> She's saying that we scratched her car, yeah, but there's you no scratch on our car. This couldn't scratch car like Thank you. Thank you. You must have done. Like I had to fold his mirror in to get into the fucking parking space. I'm not parked in the bay. You, you, you would have seen a mark on this car. Exactly, exactly. My car's not big enough. Honestly, when when I when I parked. Yeah, the car's not tall enough to mark her car in that location anyway. And it doesn't look like it's from a car. It looks like it might be from a key or something. But she's she's fucking crazy hero job parking that car in that space next to the other person who refused to know how to how to how to park by the way here we go uh <clears throat> probably not a big fan of the <laughs> the utah governor's politics but uh there's a pretty good interaction he has here with a uh conspiracy theorist tell me your thoughts on the uh I know what you're I don't I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know there's no such thing as a smart city. So stop making up stuff. to try to try to make me look bad. You're really good at this, you make up shit and then you make us on your own website. How about have a website about this? You don't have you don't you don't like to have real conversations. I'm right, you're asking for the conversation. I just told you that there's no such thing as a smart city. We're developing a new piece of land for the state, okay? That's what we're doing. They have open meetings. You're welcome to show up and talk to them. It's an independent position. There's all kinds of people working on it, all kinds of elected officials. There's no you you like to make up these conspiracies. It's great for you. I know it's good for your brand. I hope it works for you, but you don't get to make up shit about it. Okay, so good luck. Okay. Is that a chess game? I've never even heard of that. You've never heard of that. I've never even heard of that. I've never even heard of that. I've never even heard of that. I've never the governor's just incredulous. You're laughing at him. Yeah, the, the, the title of the video is obviously from some conspiracy group. It was like, Governor Explodes When Asked a Question About a Smart City. I mostly I saw the governor kind of making fun of the guy. <sighs> well, here's some nobody to root for shit if I've ever seen it. Here's uh, RFK Jr., uh, now a candidate for president to the extent that that's even it is a viable candidacy 
Uh, he's on the Piers Morgan show, and he's going to go on there and lie about vaccination because, of course, that's what Robert, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. does. You've been opposed to vaccines now for a long time, very heavily critical of the COVID vaccine. That's not true. Well, you're not, you're not, not, you're not, not, you're not a vaccine oh. denier, but you are a very, very sceptical, very public voice of scepticism about the efficacy of vaccines. Would that be fair? What I've said is vaccines, I'm not anti-vaccine. I think vaccines should be subject to the same level of rigorous testing as other medications. And that is the only thing, my only position. Listen, I fought to get mercury out of fish for 40 years yeah. and nobody called me anti-fish. I'm not anti-vaccines just because I want safe vaccines. And I think everybody wants safe vaccines. And as we all now recognize, the COVID vaccines were neither safe nor effective. Untrue. But as you know, yeah, but hang, on, hang, on, hang on, that is, as you know, heavily disputed by a lot of top scientists who say that comparative to other vaccines, it was very safe. Obviously, like all vaccines, it's had issues. Obviously, they had to move at the speed of light because it was a novel virus that was killing a lot of people. But it, it wasn't an unsafe vaccine. But all vaccines, unfortunately, have side effects for a certain percentage of people that take them. So the thing left out there is all medical procedures and all drugs have side effects. Tylenol has side effects. Ibuprofen has side effects. Sometimes when some, if you break your arm, sometimes they'll set it wrong. I guess it's not a side effect, but it's a, it's a problem with the procedure. Like there's no perfect medical procedure. There's no perfect drug. So this, they're just, they just nirvana fallacy, this shit. They just keep doing it. And I don't know if the people, the people who interview RFK Jr. that are kind of hostile or don't believe him, don't know what their nirvana fallacy is. I don't know what's going on with this. Why they don't just tell him that like, there's no medical procedure that's perfect. So what's the problem here? Well, the, uh, that, I mean, that, of course, the question appears. Uh, the side effects on this vaccine, did the vaccine, number one, did they avert more problems than they cause? I would argue that the science is very clear right now that they cause a lot more problems than they averted. And if you look at the countries that did not vaccinate, they had the lowest death rates. They had the Wait, lowest COVID and infection rates. And if you look at the Johns Hopkins data, which is the data everybody relies on, there's a direct correlation between excess deaths in nations, in the Western nations, that heavily vaccinated and the level of COVID vaccination. So if you look at excess deaths, how many people... What? Uh, how many people died that shouldn't have died at the end? So when he says excess deaths, he doesn't mean from even from COVID or from the vaccine. He just means what we think are excess deaths, which is kind of hard to quantify anyway. End of the year. The vaccine cause is associated because we don't know. We can't say cause because it's a correlation. But the big, the, 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 hot, the, the deaths in the nations that heavily vaccinated, which were much higher than those that didn't. I, I'll give you an example. We in our country, we're the most, one of the most heavily vaccinated countries in the world. We also had the highest COVID death rate in the world. So we had, we have 4.2% of the global population. We have 16% of the, of the COVID deaths. That's not a success story. How can anybody point well, to that listen, and say, I, we, unfortunately, yeah, the vaccines were a benefit? Listen, we've run out of time. Uh, well, but... There are other factors besides vaccination. Most of the COVID, a lot of the COVID deaths happened before we even had vaccination. People were refusing to wear masks. The spread of COVID was pretty 
bad here in the United States because people weren't staying home. People were yelling at the fucking cashier about the masks. The vaccines were like part of a bigger plan and the United States didn't get on the bigger plan. And he's probably just talking about uh, shots one and two. As far as the boosters go, the United States, we didn't really vaccinate at a very high rate. Um, Here's a... Here's another one about vaccines, but this time there is someone to root for. This is this is actually pretty great. This guy, uh, there's this guy, uh, Lawrence Fox, who I didn't even know who the fuck he was until uh, Elon took over Twitter and the, my For You tab got fucking polluted with every right-wing ghoul in the world. So he has on, this guy has on, he's on the GB News, which is sort of like Newsmax, I guess, but in the UK. He has on a, a vaccine proponent, a... Um, probably um, a medical expert of some kind. I didn't look into the, his guests uh, background and the, the guest handles this pretty well. Um, also with me is Dr. Bharat Pankania, senior clinical lecturer at University of Exeter Medical School. Good evening. What are your thoughts on what you're hearing, doctor? I sometimes wonder why you exist, to be honest with you, because a lot of these things that you spew out, just send things that are worrisome to Uh, people are not uh, verified, not factual. Um, You just have your own agenda. And that's what I think. You are just spewing out your biased views. That's how I feel about you. I wasn't asking what you felt. (laughs) More people need to go on these shows, just guns a blazing and be like, you're a fucking liar. That's what I have to say about all this. (laughs) Because like, I know like, I know like medical professionals don't want to do that. That's not their job. They're not trained to do that. They're not media personalities, but fucking shout out to that guy. Just fucking, just fucking go right after that guy. So up next, we got, uh, we'll call her, uh, we'll call her rapture Susan here. Um, and, uh, she's going to tell us about her rapture dreams. Thousands of people all over the world are having rapture dreams right now. I happen to be one of them, so I thought I would share mine. It's very brief, but it impacted me so powerfully. It happened about three weeks ago. My husband and I and my daughter were driving down the road. It was at night, and I heard fireworks going off. So I looked out the right side of the car, and I saw fireworks, and they were beautiful. But then I noticed something to the left. It was a bright white light that was shining through the darkness. I immediately knew it was Jesus. So I grabbed my daughter's hand because I knew what was coming next. And sure enough, as I'm holding her hand, all of a sudden, I started to feel a pull. It was like a magnet was pulling me up, up, up out of the car. And then I woke up. So I was a little disappointed because I thought it was real. I even asked my husband, are we really still here? Because I really felt like I was out of here. But I'm sharing all that to say this. If you are having rapture dreams, share them. People need to hear them because Jesus is coming and he's warning his people. And we are supposed to be warning others because we want to take as many people as we can with us when we go. So share Jesus with other Fuck yeah, lady. The rent will go down. People. Share your dreams with other people. Comment on the, on, uh, the video because I would actually love to hear your uh, rapture dreams. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, share them and uh, have a blessed day. Uh, you too, I guess. Share your rapture dreams with the world, everybody. <clears throat> share them.
I didn't even look to see if that was satire or not, honestly. It was pretty funny, so I was just like, whatever. Um, I didn't know Tony Perkins was still around, but uh, here is a Tony Perkins talking about, um, well, I'll let you, I'll let you hear what he's talking about here. So we go back about uh, 10 years to where we were, we're trying to work through this term evangelical, which had become like silly putty. I mean, it meant different things to different people. The media was using it oftentimes as a pejorative, uh, but it really didn't mean anything. And for you in particular, uh, as you look at, you know, an evangelical should mean something. It should mean that you believe the Bible, that you're saved by faith through grace. Um, but that wasn't what it was meaning anymore, the self-described evangelical. So we look for another term, and that term is? Sage God. All right, there it is. So tell us about it. Yeah, you know, I, just in playing around with the data, I was trying to look at different segments in the voting population, particularly for people of faith. And one of the things that popped out of the information was that there is a group of people who are driven by their faith, but because of their faith, they're driven to be involved in politics. So they don't, they're, they're not here because they like politics. Nope. No, so that, I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not here because I like politics. I'm here because of my faith, and it compels me to address the issues around me. Yeah, the whole idea behind it is because I'm a follower of Christ, I'm called to be involved in every aspect of life, whether I like it or not. Because if I love him, I've got to love people. And if I want to love people, I have to be involved everywhere people are. Right. So that's politics as well as a lot of other areas, education, business, uh, you name it. So uh, Christian dominionism is what he's talking about. They're Christian dominionists where they think Christian Christianity should control all dominions of life. That's what that is. Uh, more, more, uh, more recently, though, it's just turned into like Christian nationalism. Usually a white Christian nationalism, but it's Christian nationalism, and you don't even have to be a Christian to be a Christian nationalist, which is kind of odd. There's a lot of Christian nationalists who aren't necessarily practicing Christians. Um, here's somebody going to put a little bit finer a point on it. Here's one Mr. Sean Fucked. Almost everything bad in our society seems to be coming out of Shasta County, and Sean Fucked here is uh, no exception to that rule. It's all part of the king coming back. That's what we're practicing for. That's why, the, that's why hell hates it that we're worshiping at every capital across America. That's why we get called, well, you're Christian nationalists. You want, you want the kingdom to be the government. Yes. You want God to come and overtake the government. Yes. You want well, you don't want God to come take over the government. You want people who agree with you to take over the government. And then to oppress people like me and like many of the people who are probably listening to this show and watching live. Just to be the only ones that, yes, we do. <laughs> we wouldn't be a disciple of Jesus if we didn't believe that. <laughs> Plenty of religious people don't believe be that. control of everything. <laughs> we want believers to be the ones writing the laws. Yes, guilty as charged. I mean, it's funny when I meet Christians where I'm like, I don't really, I'm not really, I'm like, have you read the Great Commission? Like, this is actually what we want. <laughs> Guilty. Well, I'm glad this motherfucker meets other Christians who are like, dude, I'm not, I'm not down for all that shit. Because mo most Christians aren't down for all that shit. They're just not. 
Most people who self-identify as Christians are just not these wackadoodles. And more and more of them are speaking up. We cover more and more of that on this show. We have more and more priests and pastors going to these school board meetings, board of supervisors meetings, city council meetings, being like, nah, <laughs> nope. And that's good because <clears throat> atheists like me or even like incredibly like secular uh, Christian people or whatever aren't really going to convince the true believers. But I feel like if like a, like a popular local pastor comes through the fucking board of supervisors meeting, he might be able to, he or she might be able to peel a few people off. Certainly more likely than me being able to do it. <laughs> so at the beginning, we were like, yeah, Candace, get him. Now we're going to be like, okay, well, we remember why we don't like Candace Owens. Here's why we don't like Candace Owens. What's a gay cruise? <laughs> Does she mean like a gay cruise spot? I'm sorry. I'm just I'm thinking about when I book holidays. I'm not like, hey, I want to go on a straight cruise. Or I want to go on a straight holiday. I want to go to a straight place. The reason for a while the gay people had their own cruises was because maybe if you went on a cruise, like a Disney cruise or whatever, and you were with your husband or your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever, you were holding hands, maybe people would homophobia you. <laughs> so, you were, so they were like, well, the cruise companies were like, well, there's a market here. We'll go ahead and market a gay cruise, see how it goes. And it went real well. In Antigua with my children, I'm wondering what the hell is a gay cruise? Why would you feel the need, if you're in a gay relationship, right, to book a gay cruise? Seems like maybe some other stuff goes on. on this. I would definitely only go on a gay cruise if I wasn't in a relationship. This cruise that you know that you're guaranteed that if you go on a gay cruise... That some things are implied. I'm going to assume, I don't know, I'm just guessing here, that there's a lot of orgies that take place. <laughs> you think people don't get their fuck on on a regular cruise? I'm sorry, I don't mean that gay people aren't regular. I mean, just a, a standard cruise, a cruise that isn't particular or, or specifically marketed to gay people. I think people aren't having group sex on that cruise. On gay cruises. And I feel like my guess would be kind of accurate, given the facts that the second Benjamin, they met him on this gay cruise, and they really liked each other. Benjamin was in a relationship, second Benjamin, was already in a relationship back in Canada. But he decided after this wonderful gay cruise with Ben and Mitch that he was going to end that relationship and follow his heart and be with these other two in a throuple. Seems totally normal, guys. Totally normal way to meet someone on a gay cruise. Totally normal to want to be in a throuple. And then it therefore makes total normal sense that the state would then award you with a child. Welcome to America, where everything is upside down. So she read a story about some guy that went on a cruise, left his husband for a couple he met on the cruise. Okay, weird shit happens. I don't know. I'd be upset if that was my husband, but I don't know. Maybe why, wasn't his, why didn't his husband go on the cruise? Who knows? Anyway, gay cruises are fine. I bet the music's better. We always have the best music. Anyway, here's a very sweaty Matt Walsh at the Young Americans for Freedom, something or another. And I don't know what he's talking about, but man, he's a very sweaty Matt Walsh. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe take off the long sleeve shirt, dress, dress for the heat, dress for the lights. The left tells us that gender is a social construct. Gender is a social they construct. Reject the idea that women must necessarily have any particular feeling or thought or taste or preference. So if gender is an artificial construct 
and our physical features have no bearing on our identity as male, as man or woman. He might just, he might just have the flu. A woman anyway. A woman in that case would not be defined by her feelings, her thoughts, her ideas, her preferences, her body, her reproductive organs, her DNA, her chromosome. Well, what is she defined by? What is she? But those things can all be like those things can all be things that uh, an individual woman says makes her a woman, but she doesn't have to exclude other people from that. Can anyone answer that? See, when a man says that he's a woman, he's now made it so that that phrase means nothing. It doesn't mean anything to be a woman. He might as well say that he's a who's a what's it or a thingamadoodle. It's just it's a, just a word. It means nothing anymore. This is the real harm that this transgenderism nonsense has caused. To who? Not only does it foment confusion in the minds of children, but it also cheapens womanhood by turning it into some kind of abstract concept that we theorize about. So you women in the audience, you're not even people. You're just you're just these abstractions. But yeah, we are all a bunch of different abstractions. Like that's what that's what our identities are. And a lot of times they're kind of hoisted on us by society. According to the uh, LGBT folks. <coughs> or if not that, then womanhood is a costume that you can put on and wear. No. This is especially ironic given the concern for cultural appropriation that you find these days. If it is appropriation for a white man to dress like a black man, is it not appropriation for a man to dress like a woman? No, you can go as a you can go to Hall uh, Halloween actually as a white person, and you can be a black person, black character from a movie. You just don't don't put the shoe polish on your face. Find and don't wear an afro or whatever. Find other ways to uh, to demonstrate to us that you are the Denzel uh, William Denzel Washington character in a movie. Yeah, find other ways to indicate to us that you're a character played by the rock although i don't know uh the rock ain't white i don't know what his uh, background is why doesn't anyone ever talk about female appropriation that is real appropriation you've got women you got you you, you go to a drag show you've got men dancing around in women's clothes making a mockery and a parody of womanhood it is like a female minstrel show it is female blackface and feminists just sit back and take it most of the time Speaking of irony, um, the left for so long has tried to tear down gender constructs, but transgenderism only enforces the constructs that they were trying to tear down. No, this is, this is all, like, <clears throat> it doesn't even matter anymore that he was like a sweaty mess here or whatever. Maybe he's just sick, not feeling well. Maybe it's, maybe it's hot as fuck in the place he is. Maybe he's in Florida. <sighs> Things can be like socially constructed and still have great impacts on your life. Uh, I'm thinking about money. Money is pretty, pretty clearly socially constructed. That's pretty easy to understand impacts on your life. I don't know. Maybe we're just going to, maybe we're just going to stop with the, with this particular culture war. Maybe it only even exists as it exists because people like me are fighting back. Maybe if we just like kind of laugh it off and ignore it for like six weeks, maybe it'll go away. Maybe we'll give that a try. Not hopeful, but we've tried everything else. So here's uh, Michael Knowles. Um, talking about hypnosis porn and how it's going to trans you. I'm not kidding. Sweet Baby Kazoo says, I hope the guest is Genevieve. Well, today is your lucky day, Sweet Baby Kazoo. My guest is, in fact, uh, Genevieve Gluck, uh, women's rights campaigner, founder of Redux. I'm almost certain that I'm mispronouncing it. Redux. I read the name of this publication a thousand times. This is what's so embarrassing when you read instead of hear these things. Uh, but it is an unapologetically pro 
woman outlet uh, focused on gender identity. And Genevieve. Can oh, so it's like a, it's like Killette, but instead of hating, instead of like measuring your skull or whatever, they're doing like pussy phrenology on this phenomenon that that frankly, as I've said on the show, I don't even want to look into because I have been told and then I've read on different fora that talk about this phenomenon that there is a kind of pornography that is apparently a driver of the transgender identity that is so perverse that it it constitutes a kind of hypnosis where <laughs> say, it was a normal it's the hypnotic porn it's trans in you 142 and i was basically normal but then i fell into this kind of pornography and it essentially melted my brain i had a nervous breakdown now i think that i'm a woman so rather than have to expose myself to that and then you know i have to go to confession potentially my brain gets melted i can just uh, you get a hard on talk to genevieve about it genevieve thank you for coming on the show thank you so much for having me on the show so there's a lot I want to talk about with you. We don't have nearly enough time, so maybe we'll just have to have you back and talk about it at greater length. But can you just give not only the audience, but me a rundown? What is, among all of the types of pornography that lead to transgenderism, what is this hypnosis pornography? Well, you touched on a good point there. There are many types of pornography that are sort of involved with the transgender movement. Um, but hypnosis pornography is a little bit different in that it incorporates your lifestyle. So typically when we think of pornography, we think of it as something that is passive that you're sort of watching. But this type, it asks you to sort of change your behavior, uh, change the way you dress, even to start taking hormones. Wait, what? And it's sometimes called sissy hypno so that's short sissy for hypno. hypnosis pornography and you know i myself i have personally been somewhat mocked for the suggestion that this oh, has had you don't say impact on men however uh trans activists themselves will say things like it influenced them there's a famous academic who wrote a book in 2019 his name is andrea long chu and the name of his book is females and in that book he explicitly states that sissy porn and hypnosis made him start identifying as transgender what so what this incorporates is, as you might imagine, in the <laughs> hypnosis style, things like repeated mantras, counting down, and probably some of the worst, most regressive stereotypes about women that you can possibly imagine. The speaker will say to the listener or viewer, uh, you are a dumb bimbo slut. Uh, you want to be a girl. You want to be a bimbo. Um, you know, Oh, it's like kind of humiliation fetish stuff, sort of. That sort of. Not my cup of tea, but insulting, degrading terminology and language, which is part of the point. It's part of the thrill. It's that it's taboo, that it's degrading, that's humiliating. Yeah, it's that that she's just describing like the humiliation fetish porn. Um, <clears throat> the actors in it are all consenting and the people who uh, then go to uh, act that out in real life or whatever are uh, all consenting. Then it's fucking your business, not mine. <clears throat> Looks like we timed this one pretty well this week. Uh, we're gonna skip the Jordy Pete, but don't worry about it. You're not gonna, you're not missing much by us skipping our Jordy Pete clip, as we do sometimes since we uh, no longer watch their content in long form late at night, drunk. We're gonna check in on old uh, Brett and Heather and see what they have to say here. They're uh, first. They're gonna talk about uh, the state of journalism and uh, old Tuck Tuck being uh, let go from Fox. You had. 
RFK Jr. going on Tucker Carlson's program, right? This is supposed to be matter and antimatter, right? This is a dyed-in-the-wool liberal from a famously liberal, important family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he's a kook. It doesn't matter that he's a Kennedy. RFK Jr. is a kook. He's an anti-vaccine kook and a grifter. The program of arch-conservative Tucker Carlson uh, to announce his bid for the Democratic nomination for the president. And that is a remarkable fact in and of itself. And the fact that Tucker Carlson is, of course, hospitable is very troubling. Why? Well, it's the, the thing that's going on here is that RFK Jr., even though he's a Kennedy, he out of step with the base of the Democratic Party. Uh, doesn't matter if it's the progressive part of the Democratic Party or what we refer to as like the shit lib part of the Democratic Party. Uh, RFK Jr. out of step with all of them. I, because this troubling? is some. What do you mean troubling? It's troubling to the forces that, to Goliath. Yeah. It's troubling because, um, because effectively, why would people who are politically so far apart be. They're not. In common cause. Why would. Why would this be anything other than a very contentious interview in which Tucker Carlson is trying to get to the bottom of RFK's liberalism and show it to be false? Why would it be? What, what like liberal or leftist ideas has RFK Jr. been famous for espousing in the last five years? I think the answer is, uh, I don't know. I haven't heard him talk much about anything but fucking vaccines, actually. Uh, you know, a, a, a meeting of... Uh, of, of unity and alignment well because they're both patriots <laughs> that's the thing it's not they both love america Goliath wants to maintain control and the illusion of democracy but cannot afford democracy and so well that was stupid don't worry we have two more here's a Oh, uh, Brett used to have a negative. Uh, Brett's going to talk about how he used to have a negative view of Tucker Carlson until he was able to take his grift to the Tucker Carlson show after their incident with Evergreen. The experience was one, you know, so here's somebody I don't like who I think is probably using me to make the case against liberalism. Um, and. I'm there because the story needs to break into a larger audience. They are going to effectively snuff us out on the campus, and this mutiny is going to take hold of the place if I can't get the word out and nobody else is calling. So I go there because they've offered and there's no other place that will have me, and, uh, and I'm expecting him to be using me. And that's not what I got. What I got was you used Tucker a compassionate guy who actually, in spite of the fact that I'm some liberal professor from a radical college, and this person is supposed to be my arch political enemy, um, you know, I got nothing but decency from him. And he, I, he was not, you know, telling me, ah, you see, we conservatives were right, right? It, so anyway, the second paradox with Tucker is that many of us, formulated an opinion of him. And then in recent times, you'll find a whole host of liberals find safe harbor on Tucker's program. 
you know, from Glenn Greenwald, who has long been participating across a political divide with Tucker, uh, Matt Taibbi, um, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, the list goes on and on. Those are just all grifters. Those are like all why I left the left grifters. A lot of them, several of them, uh, Taibbi and Greenwald specifically are contrarianism, contrarians just for the sake of being contrarian, like to get clicks or to raise their profile. They're not, I don't think that their, that their concerns are uh, rooted in any sort of liberal or leftist ideology. <sighs> One last clip of Brett and Heather, and then I'm going to close the show out and we'll go into red light. A tremendous number of people. I wouldn't even just say classical liberals. Lots yes. and lots of people pay attention to Tucker because, in fact, he says a lot of stuff, including my personal take on it, is that he is frustrated at liberals who are failing to make the case for their values. And the, although he is a dyed-in-the-wool conservative, he understands that you don't want conservatism to win that you want conservatism to play its role you need liberalism to play its role and that tension requires both parties to do their job and liberals are falling down on that job in favor of other nonsense and so he has been effectively making the case for liberalism even though it's not his home turf which i think is fascinating but it does mean that there are a lot of people it reveals a kind of honor yes tucker full of honor these people are just absolutely fucking insufferable I'm so glad that it seems like their um, popularity seems to be waning. Um, I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know uh, how many views their YouTube videos are getting or whatever, but it, they're less, they're kind of not everywhere anymore. And I think that that's kind of as the, um, as COVID has left the main like the main is no longer the main topic of conversation. They're not going to be as able to uh, gain popularity the way they once did. And I think that's good, but they're still uh, more popular than they should be. And they can still go fuck themselves. So that's been the podcast portion of the show. Thanks everybody for hanging out. Thanks podcast listeners. Uh, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Echoplex. You get the live show, the whole thing, audio and video sent to you. You even get the audio and video sent to you nights where I have to kill the VOD when I DJ, so you can catch some DJ sets that I don't really publish anywhere else if you care about that. Um, also, at eplex.store, you get the same, same benefits, but you also get a discount on our swag shop in addition to any other coupon codes you may have. And right now, those memberships are 50% off through the end of next week through the end of sunday so everybody live viewers hang tight podcast viewers podcast listeners i don't know go listen to another podcast robert evans makes some good ones um and uh we'll be back for red light in a couple minutes i just have to pour a drink and change the color of the lighting in the studio this is boomers by periscope
Echoplex Media streams seven days a week on twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. With a variety of hosts and topics, there's bound to be something you'll like or hate so much you can't stop watching it. All times are Pacific. Check out our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.